Hey, the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails, and with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers and with available features like the panoramic moonroof. You can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. If you're like me, it's now the end of the day, and you say, "Uh uh-oh, what are we going to have for dinner? Well, here's the solution. Eating better is easy with Factors Delicious, ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian approved and ready to go in just two minutes. You're going to have over 35 different options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Flexible for your schedule, get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals every week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries at any time. Also, there are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. Factor is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast, premium options with no cooking required. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive then take out and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. What are you waiting for? Get started today and get after your goals. Head to factormeals.com slash smirconish50 and use code smirconish50 because you'll get 50% off. That's code smirconish50 at factormeals.com slash smirconish50. Get your 50% off. Welcome. Welcome. Welcome to Book Club with Michael Smirkanish. Hi, it's Michael Smirkanish. As a Sirius XM and CNN host, I'm known for speaking, but frankly, I read for a living. I need to know what to say, and so I consume over two dozen newspapers and websites daily. I read opposing views and studies and court cases and orders and op-eds just so I can discuss current events on radio and television. But my favorite reading? Books. Old school. And my favorite interviews? are with book authors. Book Club with Michael Smirconish is now in session. Jake Tapper has a lot on his plate. He is, of course, the anchor of CNN's The Lead and State of the Union, as well as CNN's chief Washington correspondent, plus is a best-selling author of both fiction and nonfiction. His brand-new novel is called The Devil May Dance, back from his first novel, The Martyrs. The Martyrs have gone Hollywood, you could say, His first novel was The Hellfire Club. Republican Congressman Charlie and his wife, Margaret, are now in Hollywood circa early 1960s. This is Jake Tapper. Hey, Jake, congratulations on this bestseller. Uh, Thank you so much. Hey, take me into the room when you are writing. Where are you and what does it look like? I am away from my family. I'm away from the TV. I'm away from any distraction. So it could be on a porch or it could be in my study. I, my wife uh, built a study for me when we moved into our house. 
and uh, you would love it. Next time you're in D.C., uh, assuming you're vaccinated, you need to come by and we'll have <laughs> right. a bourbon. And, I am, and, yes. Uh, and I'll show you because it's full of historical and sports memorabilia. But, um, and it's just, it's just quiet, and it's just me and a computer, and I'm sitting, and I'm just staring at the computer screen. That's, that's where I am. Okay. How do you is do there, it? Is there, well, is there a chart on the wall? What I'm really asking is, do you know where you're going? Oh, yes, absolutely. So this is what it is. So there's tons of research that I've done, tons of books that I've read, and I've taken notes on yellow sticky, uh, yellow mm-hmm. sticky notes, post-its. I then take those post-its and I put them on the wall in some sort of chronological order where the plot could develop. And I'm constantly putting them in different places. And there's, and there's a, a rhyme and reason. There's a one – they're different um, – levels, horizontal levels of the, where the post-its, there's, there's like, for instance, in this story, there is Mob, there is Sinatra, there is Kennedy's, there is Charlie and Margaret, uh, you know, because they're, Charlie has one and Margaret has one. So there, there are a bunch of different horizontal levels, then I, layers. Then I look at that, and then I do an outline uh, of the book. Um, and, it, and then I, and after I've done the outline, and then that, that's a chapter by chapter outline, then I'll grab, I'll cut and paste that each chapter as I do it, as I go through and write it chronologically. And like, so when I start a day and hear, okay, it's chapter 17, I look and here's the three paragraphs that outline what needs to happen in this chapter. And I, and I dive in and I look at the post-it notes and which have um, the books and page numbers also um, of where I got the, the tidbit from. And then I'm writing. So for both the Hellfire Club and for The Devil May Dance, what I think as I read your books is because of the style, someone, the uninitiated might think, well, if you have a good story, it can't be that difficult to write the novel because you can make stuff up. But the way that Jake Tapper approaches this is with a lot of historical information and references and characters. I mean, the the interplay between Sinatra and Sammy Javits Jr. You have to do research to know what was that relationship like before you can write dialogue for them. Yeah. A, to make it more realistic and believable. And, And B, because, you know, I'm not only writing for people who don't know anything about this era, I'm also writing for people who do know stuff about the era. So, for instance, you know, I because of uh, you know going on these on these talk shows, I have made and also just other stuff. I know people who knew some of these figures, who knew Sinatra, who knew Peter Lawford, who knew Sammy Davis Jr., who knew Joey Bishop, and you know, I'll, I'll hear from them. They're writing the book. Good job, you really captured Sammy. Good job, you, this is exactly what Lawford was like because. I feel, as somebody who deals in nonfiction all the time, I, I do feel that even though this is fiction, I do feel a responsibility to the true parts of it. So which do you enjoy more? Because now you've had bestseller success in both. And of course, not only did one of your nonfiction books uh, achieve great success, it became a major motion picture albeit in the pandemic era, so people didn't get to see it maybe the way you hoped that they would see it, but they saw it nonetheless. It is more fun to do fiction, just more joy, uh, and it is more meaningful to do nonfiction. That's that's if it's for the for the kind of nonfiction I did for the uh, the story the, the outpost about combat outpost Keating and the that battle that real story that took place in in two thousand nine and, and bringing that to light in the book and then and then Rod Lurie who you know did a, did a great film uh, based on it. 
that is more meaningful because that is you're you're using your craft in the service of telling the story of people whose stories wouldn't be known and so uh it remains the professional achievement of mine that I, of which i'm proudest bar none and um but it's not it's not fun you know it's not fun to tell a tragic story uh it's it's um you know so so that's the difference so fiction is a lot more like just enjoyable it doesn't weigh on my soul uh the way that a nonfiction and i by the way i would love to do another nonfiction. i would love to tell another story but i don't it, I would need to be called to do it in a way. I would need it would need to be meaningful to me. I, I'm not just going to write a book about um, something that I don't care about. I read a profile of Jake Tapper in connection with this book. I don't know if it was the Journal. It, you got a, a lot of good press at the rollout. It it was a major uh, outlet, and you told them that at a minimum you write 15 hours a day, 15 no, hours, no, 15 Listen minutes, 15 minutes. <laughs> yeah, 15. not even Jake Tapper. Has it. Oh, my, oh my God. Oh my God. That scared me. What you just said. That. So, uh, yeah. 15 minutes a okay. day because it's like, to me, it's um, the, di- what I say is like, I'm proud of my books and I, I think people that will read the devil may dance and I think they'll enjoy it. But, but I don't think that I am the best writer in the world. I don't think I'm the most creative person in the world. I think what, separates me from an aspiring novelist who's listening to this right now is I sat down and wrote it and that's it. That's the difference. And, and, and that work ethic is something that anybody can do. You just have to commit in the same way that if you want to lose weight, you have to commit to diet and exercise. And if you want to, you know, uh, any, as you would commit to anything, you're going to call your mom, you know, twice a week, you just have to commit to doing it. So, that was the commitment I made, like, okay, when I'm writing, I'm going to write at least 15 minutes a day because 15 minutes, A, there's no excuse not to do it. Everybody has 15 minutes a day. You can do it over breakfast, lunch, dinner, right before you go to bed. You have 15 minutes. And B, often the 15 minutes will turn into much longer. Right, but here was, but, my, here was my botched yeah. question. What I really wanted yeah. to ask is this <laughs> Why must— Why do you do it 15 hours a day? No, this, this <laughs> must be rewarding on a personal level for you because you sure as hell, with all your other responsibilities, don't need to be writing works of fiction or nonfiction. It is because it's also something— You know, me, Journalism is so collaborative. Um, what I do is so collaborative. Uh, much more so than what you do because, uh, on on radio, because that's just you. You know, you are. I mean, I'm sure you have amazing staff, but that's you speaking extemporaneously for hours at a time. But I don't. That's not what I do. Like, I have a staff. We prepare scripts. We, you know, we go over questions. I benefit from their wisdom. Again, I know you do that to an extent, but but you rely on them less because so much of your radio show, probably less of so your TV show, I would guess is just you extemporaneously, although in, on TV too. But when you're writing a book, even though you have a whole team in terms of people that you're asking for feedback, and obviously when you roll it out and editors and promotion and all that, when you're writing a book, it's really you. It's really your work. Uh, and that's fun. That's fun. It's also nerve-wracking because if people hate it, you can't, you know. Can't run. It's not, well, yeah, it's, can't it's, lay it off on anybody else. Yeah. Okay. It's. I need to be mindful of your time. I know. Let me ask this. It's Memorial Day weekend now beginning. It sounds yeah. like people who are unfamiliar with the martyrs, uh, they can already tell they're getting political intrigue and drama. But they want to know, Jake, am I getting ribald language and am I getting sex? Oh, interesting. 
Um, oh, you've not been you've not been asked this so far in your book no, tour. <laughs> no, I have not. There are there are there's some rough, look. It's about the Rat Pack. So I mean, there's some rough words uh, being used in there. Uh, I wouldn't say that they're gratuitous, but they're certainly there. And um, and in terms of sex, I mean, I uh, there's certainly. There's certainly sexuality right, in the book. I don't want to, yeah. there's, there's no, I, I, there's no like if that's not your thing. Uh, like I'm not a, I'm not a romance writer. There aren't pages and pages of, of things, happening. But you know, there, there's certainly sexuality. Absolutely. I mean, one of the things about one of the stories in the book is about Charlie, who is a good, honorable man, a World War II hero but is struggling at this point in his life with um, alcoholism because of his post-traumatic stress, which was not even diagnosed at that point in history for anyone. They called it shell shock. Charlie's, you know, self-medicating, and all of a sudden he's hanging out with the Rat Pack. Well, what does that mean? What does that mean for Charlie? So, um, yeah, there's a little language and there's a little, but I don't think anything gratuitous. Uh, the Martyrs will be back, right? Yeah, I think I'm going to put them in the 70s now. I've done 50s and 60s, and, but you know they They'll have be getting kids. older, right? Right, right. They right. have kids, so yeah. I think that I think uh, Charlie and Margaret's kids will be more prominent, and maybe his son Ike, who maybe I'm starting to think that maybe he should be kind of like a like a cad. Like a, you know, kind of like a bad boy. Um, not, a, not a bad See, guy, but... look where I've led you. You're already now thinking, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I like it. Hey, Jake, congrats. It's great. I'm really, really enjoying the book and probably will finish it this weekend. So congratulations. And may I say that the people who listen to this show will like the mix of personality and politics and historical uh, uh, events that Jake weaves together. Thank you for being here. I think here. it's fair to say if you like Smirconish, you're going to like The Devil I, May Dance. I think that's this is, fair. This is yeah. in your sweet spot. No, it, it is. really is. It really yeah. is. It's my kind of book. It is def- I, I, I'm I like a, a Nelson DeMille-ish kind of guy with my fiction, and you're in that wheelhouse. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not being sarcastic. I mean it. Like, if I had to list like five people that would really like this book, Rich Eisen at, <laughs> uh, out at NFL is one. Yeah. You, yeah. definitely one of them. Absolutely. All right. Well, next time, ditch Michael Connolly, Jillian Flynn, Harlan Coben, and Shonda Rhimes. And, and he and I will give you good blurbs. All right. That sounds great. <laughs> Thank you, Jake. Thanks, Michael. Jake's, Talk to you later. Jake's book is called The Devil May Dance. The Devil May Dance. Hear more of Michael Smirconish on Sirius XM's POTUS Channel 124. Live weekdays from 9 a.m. to noon east or anytime on the Sirius XM app. Connect with Michael on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and at Smirconish.com. Book Club with Michael Smirconish. New episodes drop Tuesdays and Fridays.